Welcome to Galar, cousin. I'm glad I can show you what a real Pokemon match is like. Yeah, uh, in Kanto, Pokemon battles are much more of a back alley thing. This is, <laughs> this is a bit much, this Coliseum thing. But it's so fun. It feels like you're part of the action. Yeah, I guess so. Come on, let's find our seats. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Motorstoke Stadium, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting in the preliminaries for our Pokemon tournament. First up, we have our junior challengers. Let's give them a round of applause. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Woohoo! And out come the Pokemon. We have an Oddish on the blue side and a Licking Tongue for the red side. And the red side, oh, wasting no time with the Gigantamax. Whoa, <laughs> your Pokemon get big here in Galar? Yeah, isn't it great? It's amazing. Wait, wait, why is everyone holding up plastic like we're at a Gallagher show? <laughs> Gigantamax Licking Tongue starts spitting in a power whip. Oh, look at that tongue go! Oh, why didn't you warn me? I'm covered in slobber. See what I mean about being part of the show? Isn't it fun? No, it's not fun. It's gross. Who wants to be part of this? And oh, that does it for the Oddish. Oh, looks like the blue side is bringing out their Garbodor. Oh, and they're Gigantamaxing. Look at that majestic creature. Oh my god, look at it. It's got a boat and a plane in its body. I don't like where this is going. Garbodor seems to be winding up like a pitcher. It is readying a sludge bomb. Where is it? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yes. And off goes the sludge bomb. Man, I don't want to know it was in that lava trash. No, no, no. I'm I'm out of here. This is gross. Keep your stupid stadium. Keep your giant Pokemon. Why would anyone enjoy this? Aw, I had a feeling they would bail. Kanto residents just never like interesting Pokemon battles. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to Backlog Prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backlog. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we are your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and the sword to my shield, my podcast partner in crime, Mr. Matt Mason. Hey, I'm just here uh, sorting all my Ultra Balls. I am here <laughs> sipping tea from a pokemon shaped like a teapot mm. well uh, don't throw it in the garbage uh, i i guess it depends on whether or not it's a uh has a stamp underneath it as to whether you can evolve it oh or is that the teacup you know i think uh. that was the teacup i can't remember huh. uh, uh joining us for this very posh episode of backtrack we've got cassandra ramos 
Hello, everybody. And John Jensen coming back. Yes, I'm back. And uh, I, no need for ultra balls. I have fully stocked up on quick balls because I am very lazy. <laughs> there you go. That's the way to go. It's the perfect way to go. The invention of the quick ball is better than even, you know, the invention of sliced bread. It's the greatest invention of all time. I, I feel like if I went back and looked at my Pokemon experiences for the year, I might have caught just as many uh, legendaries with those as uh, yeah. pretty much anything else. <laughs> I try to catch my I can't believe you have a legendary coming out of a quick ball because that's the thing you see too. And it's so funny to oh, see yeah. every single one of my Pokemon just coming out. Quick ball, quick ball, quick ball. Okay, uh, that reminds me of the time. I, 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 this was going to why. I caught Evelta on a quick ball and I just kind of let the music play out because I was afraid like, oh, it sounds really cool. But if I if it gets caught in a quick ball, I'm not going to hear all of the track. So I just let it play for a bit until I uh, Is anyone and, like that Evelta too? Was caught. Where I, I kind of, if I am catching a Pokemon, I really like I put them in a pokeball that I really like the design of so every time I see it it's the it's the pokeball I want with the pokemon coming out of it I want I am very particular about like my favorite pokemon everybody else you're all generic quick balls that's all you are that's all you are to me I didn't know you could change balls you can't change it but when you catch them with one so I will use a specific one to catch them with okay um because yeah. that's how that's the one that's the the pokeball I like and I was like this I I just want you to come out of that one it's a special one <laughs> No, I've, I've never done that. Yeah, I'm not uh, like nowhere near a stickler for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just play Pokemon in very weird ways. Yeah. Oh, no, I've, I've got friends that do that all the time. I, I've really? Yes. I, oh, I, yes. I was hoping I wouldn't oh, be yeah. the only one. If uh, you can't tell, we're, t we're talking about a Pokemon game, the, the latest one in the series as of November 9th, 2022, because uh, a new one's coming out in a couple in about a week. Wait, so what? A little more, but yeah. Is it, does Arceus count as a mainline one? I can never remember. Nah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's unusual really? among the mainline games, but it's a mainline game. Okay. I hope they make more like it. I'll say that. Yes. yes. Oh, definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about Arceus next year, um, give or take. I mean, it's not quite two years, but we kind of call that a guideline. It can be uh, our November one, you know, fit yeah. right in there with the, the release schedule of usual. <laughs> with uh, what? Dark Black and blank white <laughs> i suspect we're not going to see those for a while we just recently Dark got black, the uh, brilliant diamond white. shining wow. remakes <laughs> and they, they were not so brilliant and shining <laughs> <laughs> and i played every bit of it and i loved it and i knew it was terrible every second i played that but the one we're talking about today is actually I think yeah, yeah. pretty good <laughs> I, I think that it's a lot better than people give it credit for granted mm -hmm. uh, the story isn't as good as some of the past ones in the series but i always feel like the first one in a generation is more experimental and then the second one is where they really hit their stride yeah and i think that's why i like some of yeah. the things from sword and shield right because it felt like they were making steps into like that new you know in the the console arena and so like they were making sort of these like new thing i mean basically this was the biggest one like the most epic pokemon this was it it was Gigantamax and it was big Pokemon. So, you know, I felt like this is their first attempt getting into all of that and uh, even like a bunch of online stuff. So it was the first attempt. And that's why I think everybody's really excited for the new one coming out because it's just refining that. But yeah, for the first attempt on it, you're right. It's just like trying new things. And I, I thought most of it actually worked out pretty well i'll tell yeah. you what we, we're gonna have a quick musical interlude and then when we come back we will just dive in um stick, stick around for backtrack we'll be right back
RPG Backtrack, where we are talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. What is it, the eighth generation? I yes. believe so, yes. Eighth generation. Um, came out worldwide November November 15th, 2019. And boy, the backlash on this one coming out was very real. Um, so this is the first one that's ever been officially released on consoles. I guess uh, Coliseum and XD didn't really count since those were technically spinoffs. And because because of that, there was a lot of concessions they had to make, including limiting how many Pokemon they could add to the game. Because, you know, they they pretty much had to do all the animations and uh, rigging and stuff from scratch, right? Yeah, because this was a totally new console yeah, and everything. Completely yep. new venture for them. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, so they announced right away that you know it's not going to have every single Pokemon from all eight or all seven previous generations, and people had a conniption fit about that, um, you know, calling Game Freak lazy and mm -hmm. saying that they're a multi-million-dollar company and they should be able to do that, and it was just. God, I I think I had to block those things on Twitter because I was getting so sick of hearing about it. Yeah, and they would complain about other things like the graphics and animations and such. The trees. The trees. Oh, God. oh yeah. The trees. It's like, what are we talking about? The trees. I couldn't... Like, so they, yeah, like, they should have seen this coming. We almost have a thousand of these things. They, were, they had to cut it at some point. Well, I, I don't think anybody realized that Pokemon was going to keep going for 25 years. And mm -hmm. at, I think at that point it was what eight hundred unique char uh, characters. Yeah, eight. I, at the when when Sword and Shield Jeez. came out, ignoring the DLC, uh, that would have been eight hundred ninety-eight of them. Okay. Do you think there's somebody in the world that has memorized all eight hundred ninety something of them? Uh, I'm sure. Yes. It's not me. Sure. <laughs> it's, I know. I, I, I know. I'm gonna forget something obscure. Right I really want to see that because, like, I have a friend who can name every WrestleMania main event and like what happened uh, in it. And it's like that's that's great, but that's only like thirty of them. This I is eight hundred ninety-eight. If you show me a Pokemon, I can definitely tell it's a Pokemon yeah. and not like, really? you know, a, okay. a Monster Rancher monster or something, but I might forget its name. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I know most of the silhouettes. I don't know all the names, and I certainly, there are some of them that I couldn't tell you for the life of me which generation they showed up in first. No, uh, that I can remember. I just like, okay, okay that's Gossip Floor, right? What's its unevolved form? I don't remember its unevolved form anymore. Ah. <laughs> yeah, because oh, I have a living Pokedex, so I kind of learned all of that stuff through proxy, but I mean, it's not like I could name all of them. Just maybe the first hundred, two hundred and fifty. No, I can I can barely name family members at this point. No way. I, can <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think once I get to the sixth generation, I'm gonna I'm gonna start like forgetting ones. Like, okay, where's that? What's that one called again? What's that one called again? Ah. But but. With the graphics, though, I actually I I always hate that argument because Pokemon's its own thing. It's its own like I hate to see unique graphic style, but it, it definitely has its own like character designs and Pokemon designs. If this looked like a God of War Ragnarok, it wouldn't be the same to me. It just wouldn't have the same feel, wouldn't have the same char charm. I don't want it to look like a AAA title. I want it to look like Pokemon. And I think oh. that is a big distinction of what people are expecting in this game. And I just, I don't want that. I don't need it to look like every other AAA game. I need it to look like Pokemon. And I thought this did. Could it have been and a little like, bit better? What sure. has Pokemon been about the graphics for crying exactly. out loud? What I like exactly. about Pokemon yeah. is it's cartoony, almost anime style, like playing a living anime. And this one is the closest one so far to being able to play a living anime as yeah. a dragon mm -hmm. quest fan wanting to just play a living 
cartoon anime yep 100% I'm fine with that so the, the big feature of this one was the gigantamaxing where you have one dude that you can turn into a huge Pokemon and it, it increases their stats and even some some dudes have unique forms um, yeah uh, Dynamaxing is like the, the normal normal one gi- di- gigantamaxing is the one for the, for the unique forms <laughs> okay gotcha which to We're me have was always backwards i'm saying both of these <laughs> yeah Anybody that's, find uh, that backwards it's a little confusing <laughs> then I, you like, got like it should have been everybody the dynamic <laughs> ones should have been the better ones i mean I, that's uh i didn't come up with the, <laughs> the names <laughs> i mean no I, I i always have to think it's backwards from what i think it should be so i mean i just call it gigantamaxing no matter what because it, they're huge oh yes uh, i get corrected by my kids all the time so god forbid <laughs> yeah but yeah it's that, that, this is game's unique these this uh game's unique feature because uh, you had um you know, in sixth generation you had the mega evolutions mm-hmm. seventh generation was z moves and so eighth generation dynamaxing slash gigantamaxing and this Gotta is apparently going yep. this is a pattern now <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the well, new yeah. one has what terra crystalling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terra terrastalizing. I think that's how. It's and of course, because it, we can't have easy to pronounce things. No, <laughs> no. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that. But I know with this one, it worked perfect into what I loved about the feel of this game and like the world of it. It's not the greatest lore of like a Pokemon game, but using these coliseums, like soccer style British coliseums, and they're on console for the first time. I know since like um, Coliseum and like XD, but again, those are like spinoffs. You know, this was their big mainline game on a console and they, they made it big. You know, I just I love that direction of it and everything they did with it and it fit. And I love the the atmosphere of the Coliseum. It just it was a great way to kind of show off being on console, you know, without, you know, having the AAA graphics that everybody looks for. I think it was the perfect way to show off. Hey, this is a Pokemon game, not on your DS or whatever portable device you're using. This is on console. And if and it made it really feel like, you know, a little bit more epic than it usually mm-hmm. would. So I thought it was a great idea. And out of all, because there's a, a bunch of them, as we all just named. But I feel like that one actually had a purpose that worked really well. Well, I mean, that first time that I got into a fight with a gigantic Pokemon and you try to catch it and your dude's character like makes the pokemon huge and you just chuck it like a basketball yes. Yes. I'm like, oh my god i want to do that in real life just chuck a freaking pokemon basketball at something and try to catch it it, it felt so epic and i i'm glad that they they gave us something so epic for this oh yeah just just kind of crank everything up yes uh, like, uh near, near i guess stripping to like near the uh end of the, the main story when you're fight, fa- facing also against um eternamax eternatus I actually play. I usually play. Uh, I, I was playing just on handheld mode, but I I specifically put that onto the, the TV screen because that was that thing is enormous and actually a really neat scene mm-hmm. and, and a really neat design too. I mm-hmm. wish I would have played it more on on TV than I did because I I felt right at home just putting that thing in my hands and playing it. You know, as much as it is a, a console in my hands, it's still that's how that's how we've always played Pokemon, and and so I I wish I would have done it more just to see how how great it looked, and you know, at, you know how all the late game scenes looked and everything like that. But man, it just felt right at home on this like somewhat powerful little console in my hand, and it looked fantastic. In console. I mean, that's what I love about the Switch is being able to to do both, um, ha- have a Pokemon bender and bad, and then 
wake up and then go downstairs and continue the bender on the TV. Um, the other big feature of this one was the wild area, um, which, correct me if I'm wrong, This is is this the first game where you could kind of see them moving around on the map, or was that Sun and Moon? Uh, no, I, this, that was this game. There were still random encounters, and like okay. at least more, like, like pure, mostly random encounters in Sun and Moon. Okay, but but this one you saw all the encounters on the map. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And and the wild area was kind of meant to be this ever growing area that you did that that they leveled up with you. Um, there's huge huge place to run around with and explore. You get the bike almost immediately in this game so that you can run around the wild Thank area. Thank God. Thank you. And, Thank you, Game Freak. Yeah. Um, e- each section has its own kind of wet weather patterns and uh, terrain to, to go through. Um, and you're going to be going to the wild area a lot. And I, I, I honestly think the wild area was a test kitchen for Arceus in a way. Um, it yeah, was. Very, because, very much so. And I remember the first time going into the wild area and you go through and you see an onyx that is like way too over level for you at the time when you first go through. Oh, yeah. And man, it just it it clicked for me like that's the first time I ever felt like threatened by a Pokemon, you know, like it's (laughs) like that thing is is much more over level than I am. Like it's on the screen and it's imposing. It was and that probably hooked me more than anything. And it was great game design, I guess, to go through all that. And then, you know, you get into the wild area and you can't catch any of them yet because you're way too underleveled. So it was it was a great way of like, yes, these are imposing, you know, they're overleveled and, you know, they're out there roaming around. So you can run into them at any time they come after you. Like it's it was it was great opening moment for the wild area and even though it's probably not refined because they had no idea what to do with it i don't think i still went there all the time just to capture that moment again or, or something like it i love the wild area uh, as soon as love. as soon as i got a new gym bed one of the first things i would do is fly down to the wild area and see yep, what, what i did the I same catch. thing <laughs> And mm-hmm. I, I'm glad I'm not the only person that experienced the Welcome Onyx that I'm probably going to end up titling the show, Say Hello to the Welcome <laughs> Onyx, because everybody went through that. And it was just a neat little moment, you know, realizing, oh, God, this Pokemon's going to stomp me a new mud, uh, stomp a new mud hole in my back. Because, you know, you're, <laughs> you're an old school fan. Onyx is a really powerful one. So, of course, you're going to want to get it right away. No, not realizing, God, that thing's level 40 and I'm level 10. I'm going to mm. die. Uh, but my other favorite thing about the wild area is that depending on you know where you were in the game you could catch a lot of pokemon that you normally have a hard time getting in uh other times uh like like delayed for example that that one's kind of a pain in the ass to evolve and it's just right there hanging exactly there's a lot of like fully like if fully evolved pokemon that in other games you'd have to spend a lot of time training to obtain (laughs) Instead of just it running around wild. So they counteract that by giving you other Pokemon that are a pain in the ass to evolve. Like the Galarian, <laughs> um, the one with the coffin. Yamask, yeah, Yamask into Runagrigus. I think Runagrigus is probably how it's pronounced. I don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that thing you had to You had to level it while underneath an arch, I think. And, and it had to lose a specific amount of HP, I think, without being knocked out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like, how oh, am I geez. ever going to figure that out on my own? Or <laughs> one of my other, <laughs> one of my other favorites, Obstagood, which I think had to get three critical hits in a. Uh, no, that was um, Valerian Farfetched into Surfetched. Oh, okay. Yeah. That yes. Was... Yes. Yeah. What yeah. was Obstagood then? Um, I trying to remember it. Was it? That might have just been evolution. Hmm, let me see here. 
Valerian, uh, zip goon line. Let's see. Here. See, and that's the thing now. We got to figure out all the regions of Pokemon. It's just, it's a lot. I, I wonder know, if anybody... it, Okay, so uh, Galarian Linoon evolves into Obstagoon at night, starting at level 35. Okay. For some reason, I thought that one was more complicated than that, but. I, no, I you're thinking of, but okay. yes, uh, it, this, this game also has a slightly new twist. Uh, the seventh generation had regional for, introduced regional forms. It had Alolan Pokemon. Mm-hmm. This game has Galarian Pokemon, but some of them don't just evolve into Galarian versions of their old forms. A That's number right. of them have unique evolutions to that uh, regional form. So Zig, Galarian Zigzagoon evolves to Galarian Lionoon and to a new Pokemon, Obstagoon, which is my favorite in this generation. It's it is one so, of my favorites, too. It's just Ugh. so crazy looking. I love it. You've got Mr. Rhyme. Yes, Mr. Rhyme, Mr. Yeah, Galarian Mr. Mime finally evolves into Mr. <laughs> Rhyme. And I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> kind of goofy. You got and a new Meowth evolution into Berserker, which is... Berserker, best Pokemon name ever. One of my favorite <laughs> Pokemon of all time, because, um, you know, Meowth is one of my favorites. So getting to see him turn into a Steel-type and basically just dominate the fights. Oh, I, I love my Berserker. I have a Berserker plush that I absolutely adore. Yep, and as you mentioned earlier, uh, Farfetch'd into Surfetch'd. That was one Farfetch'd that people have wanted for years. Oh, yes. And they even had a beta evolution of Farfetch'd all the way back in Generation 2 that got cut. It took this <laughs> long to finally give it one. I didn't know that. Yeah. Finally, uh, getting, finally getting their due time in the spotlight. Yep. About time. <laughs> and I, I love the Galar for Farfetch'd, by the way, that it carries around a big old leak. <laughs> Uh, Galarian Farfetch'd are apparently very small. <laughs> hey, Surfetch has a sword and a shield, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. A yeah, lance, I guess you could say. And uh, I think yeah. they did a good job throughout, too, of this was a very specific region of it's, you know, it's very unapologetic soccer and like British and all that yes. stuff. So it was yeah, very unapologetic that, but it were, and they were able to do it in so many cool ways, like Farfetch, but also. Um, you know, the, the I forget the fire starter. I'm literally seeing him right in my face right now. It's my Score favorite Score Bunny, yeah. The, the evolution and then all he's kicking a soccer ball. You know, all that stuff was 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 so good. And I thought, you know, all when Pokemon do like region specific, specific stuff, like I feel like they just kind of make the design different. But this was this I feel like such had such a focus of the area and what it yes. wanted to portray this area to be. And yes, it really was yes. just soccer culture. Yeah, more <laughs> so than any other than pre any other previous generation, a major a large part of the new Pokemon are unapologetically uh, unapologetically English. Yes. Yeah, you've yes, got the yes. foxes. <laughs> Nicket and Thievel, um fox hunt. Yeah, you had the uh 007 um <laughs> uh, um Chameleon. wow, it's uh Intellian. <laughs> um you, you've got Wulu the sheep because Scotland mm-hmm. is famous for being for herding sheep. Um I love Wulu by the way. I have Wulu PJs that are my favorite PJs. Except for the fact that uh, the first one you meet gets you in some trouble early on. Oh so. yeah, that's true. What, what a little, what a little rascal. Yep. But and like even the like the the Galarian Zigzagoon line, they're 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 badgers instead of being Tanuki. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really, yeah, it's 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 just so good, and I, I think Cinderace is the the best example of that of you know being soccer, and, and Farfetch was another one that was really like that. But um, I I thought it was it was very well done all the way throughout. Having yeah, there's that, a lot of great designs in this generation. Yeah, it is so good, and I was really happy with it. 
but I think my favorite Britishism of this game is that the the evil t- well be- the teen what do you call them the rival teen yes. yell <laughs> is, is and they had like cakes and all that stuff like this they're, all they're these pastries basically soccer hooligans <laughs> yeah. yeah basically they're like like the uh, generation seven had a team skull who were you know troublemakers but they were not the main they were not the main team but still worked for them but team yell are just they're just soccer hooligans that they have no bearing on what you know what uh, is the main story they're just there to support marnie and their town yeah i don't know if they've worked as well as like a, a team plasma because i'm playing pokemon black right now or like a team uh, Rocket, well, but no 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 it doesn't work well in that way but it is it is a nice portrayal of soccer fans are nuts and they put that in game. <laughs> i was like you know what that's a that's a good touch it does it didn't work in terms of like going through the story because it didn't they didn't add anything to the story it was just you had to you know beat like some henchmen kind of thing or not even that it's just like some random people and it didn't really work do much but um mm-hmm. I, it was a nice portrayal of like soccer fans are nuts and that was that was them i i couldn't tell you for the life of me what the plot is in this game unfortunately yeah uh, yeah i mean the weakest part Oh, well, yeah, but I mean, you could sum it up pretty quickly. You start on your journey. You're going to collect the eight badges. There's the the chairman of the Pokemon League is for some reason concerned about an energy crisis that's going to happen a thousand years from the present. <laughs> what the heck, <laughs> Rose? Like, I am, maybe if you lived in this world now where we're, you know, facing climate change, but a thousand years, really, you don't think you're not going to make advances in energy production by then okay so this is another this is another like it's because i'm a big i'm i'm big on sports i love sports and this is like the other connection i made of like it was a corrupt government body for this like league that they had i'm like huh well that reminds me of fifa where the world (laughs) cup is in literally qatar right now because of the corrupt governing body over fifa soccer at the moment i was like man this is all clicking for me at the moment like this is all (laughs) making a lot of sense okay i didn't pick up on that at all (laughs) i don't know if it was meant to be that but that that's how i put my spin on it because yeah the main story isn't yeah it it, it did some good things and i like there are some details i remember of it that i liked but yeah it, it paled in comparison to everything else which was the presentation of it and the coliseums themselves like the story just couldn't keep up with just how great and grand that was yeah i mean it was there it was okay and and i do like the characters the characters actually had a bit of depth to them compared to say generation six is it your rival uh his brother is a pokemon superstar and he's kind of yeah yeah yeah, your main rival is hop and his brother leon is the at the time unbeaten unbeaten champion undefeated champion this big ass charizard walking around with him out of the pokeball come on man put that it's a big that's a big pokemon to be leaving out you got to put him away Jeez, uh, he's a well-behaved Charizard. <laughs> I love Charizard. They're like, man, I, after after as a kid watching Charizard not listen to Ash, you know, I got I got <laughs> scarred a little bit. So it's like you can't leave that that Pokemon around. Got to keep them. Got to keep them. You know, in the gates. Can't do that. Yeah, pe- people seem to get annoyed that Charizard shows up in every generation, no matter what. But there's it a reason. Didn't show up in Legends Arceus. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, I was actually I I like the use of it in this one. Because Charizard is like the imposing and I, I guess in my way of, of saying like in the anime, that was a look of like disobedience and Charizard was like a companion and obedient with Leon and this champion. So in my 
weird way of looking at it. It was like, okay, this is a true champion. You know, he was able to, his companion and Charizard like listens to everything he says and they're actual, you know, uh, buddies more than just like disobedient to one another. So I liked it. I I thought it was a really, really cool Pokemon to have with the champion. No, I I loved, I loved that version of the Charizard and I, and I loved that champion. I thought that he was really cool. Yes. The most charismatic character in the game. It was, he was really good. Yeah. Yes. And he uh, has a bad habit of getting lost. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't have a sense of direction. That's just utterly terrible. I hope that part of Pokemon never goes away. Just giving characters (laughs) stupid shit that they have like stupid i mean that's just kind of the way of jrpgs generally (laughs) it it is and pokemon does it i think the best it's great i mean to be honest they really haven't had a bad rival since sun uh, not sun and moon silver and gold because that rival was just awful this game did have bead uh he he was another rival that was just mean-spirited and even got himself disqualified out of the league championship because of what he did granted rose kind of freaking into it i don't remember b he was the uh the kid with the I think he has white hair. He becomes oh. the uh gym leader uh at um Bo- is it Balloon Leah, the fairy type gym. Okay, and yeah, the old lady kind of whips him into shape. Yeah, yes, and, yeah, yeah and she her. makes him su- his successor. Her and that's successor, that's the other good thing that they did because you're in console now and you know you can detail character models more. They were yeah. even they weren't at that detail, they were very expressive. Yeah, very um, expressive. I, like, especially compared was, to, like, Sun was, and Moon when they were still, like, you know, mostly blank. Like, the, they were kind of trying, but the faces were still right. not and quite they would up have, to like, speed. Like, and their lips didn't move. <laughs> yes. So this was, like, very expressive character models. And it was cool to have gym leaders that were charismatic. Like, you expect a gym leader to be. These are leaders, and there's only eight of them around this area. And, you know, they're they're supposed to be champions and, you know, every they're supposed to be, uh, I guess, very, very epic and, and these big, big, bigger than life characters. And every yes, single one of them were in their own stadiums. weird way. Yes. In these massive stadiums, too. But even that one, the psychic ones, it's like, yeah, it was a, a different kind of um, intimidation way or like a, a bigger than life character. But they all had that personality that was, you know, bigger than life and, you know over the top it was it was mm. awesome to see that from gym leaders and I, that was really needed for the i think you know their move the console that was sorely needed and another good reason for the character the more detailed character designs is that this is the first time we've had a person of color as a gym leader but not not really the first would have been um lenora in generation five. Oh, really Yes, yeah, she was the. Uh, she was also the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was also the. Um, I, I think the the leader, the chairperson, something of the uh, the muse- like the main museum. The museum, yeah. Well. You get through the museum oh, yeah. first, and then into the gym, and then you got to do read books and stuff. I literally just got yes. past this part. Okay. So she is, but yeah, there there were um, others in this. But one. there were more of them for sure. Yeah. My bad. I I haven't played Generation Five as much as the others, so I apologize for that misstep. Um, is there remember. a bad gym leader? Like looking back at it now, I can't remember a gym leader that I looked at. It's like this stinks. Like every single like, one of them were great in their own way. I mean, I, I, I kind of forget some of their names. I admit. Yeah, I'm I'm going back and just looking at them all. They were, I mean, even from the start. And the 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 start is just a sort of like simple grass one. But even that had like this this spirit that you would expect from somebody that's you know. Uh, in wildlife and mm-hmm. um, a grass Pokemon. It just, it fit really well. So even Milo, which you, it just sort of generic, you would think, but really fit the grass Pokemon gym leader type. 
Yeah. So every single uh, one of them I thought were so great. Yeah, what's neat about this, uh, like, Sword and Shield is that you actually have different gym leaders depending on the version, and they had different yeah. types. Uh, in Sword, you had uh, B, who was a fighting type, gym leader and um gordy was it yeah the rock i, I had shield so i never actually encountered these characters and in shield you had alistair the ghost gym leader and yeah. melanie the ice gym leader so those are the ones i didn't have but they still seem from what i'm seeing in these pictures pretty darn awesome yeah, yeah. i've seen I, melanie and, i haven't seen her but yeah still look great yeah and another interesting thing the names are far more subtle and they're somewhat moving away from the whole the name the name matches the uh type not completely right. a lot of them are still named like after plants as opposed to whatever their type is but some are like very subtle like alistair is a reference to alistair crawley and he's a ghost gym leader that, that's interesting uh I, I played sword so yeah i got um b yep and who who else was i'm looking at the list right now yeah uh, gordy. gordy that was in gordy um so yeah he had the huge colossal mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, gigantic. Colossal, yes. The yeah. kaiju cold Pokemon. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, and I, I forgot about Piers, who uh, is basically the rock star. Yeah. <laughs> the goth rock. Mm. <laughs> and of the only dark type gym leader so far, took this really? long for dark type gym leader. I didn't oh, know wow. that. I yeah, would no, I they, just, I just been... assume from the ones I missed, there was there had to have at least been one. Wow. No, they've all been only uh, Elite Four so far. Huh. For, for some reason. Well, you learn something new every day. Well, I'm glad they did it because that character was I've loved that character so much because it was it was yeah, the, like, pretty the, cool. Yeah, it was the the goth guy rock, looks like he like, needs to sleep more though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was funny. It was really that, good. That's just how us goths look, Cassandra. I know from experience. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> we, yeah, we it's like a so pale, pale, like white makeup. You no, know, the closest thing like... I had to a goth face was listening to Evanescence in high school. So. Oh, there you go. Well, Evanescence. Oh, I, I had a pretty heavy goth face in college, and yeah, I did sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Rahan, the dragon type, who I also thought was cool, and his Gigantamax Hakamo. Yeah. Yep, yep. He has a, he has a neat great. rivalry with Leon, too. Yeah, his was that was the the really cool connection with him. It wasn't because Piers is just like a very distinct looking character. He really wasn't, but it was his rivalry with Leon. Like I I need to you know get past him. That 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 was really cool playing out as you're battling him. And like I don't know, it made the stakes higher and like uh actually caring about huh I'm about to beat this guy and I'm about to crush his dreams. That stinks. Sorry. Why does it always feel like the last one is something crazy like a drag dragon type that you've really gotta oh yeah defeat. I mean, it's the last gym. It's gotta be memorable, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So let's see. We went through all the gems. Um. They're continuing the tradition of, or rather, this one didn't have any HMs either, thank God. You get the uh, Corviknight taxi pretty quickly, as mm -hmm. well as the bicycle that also turns into a surf machine. Though, aside from the wild area, you really didn't do a whole lot of surfing in this one. No, no the, the only the time caves... I used it was to get to, yeah, some of the caves had places to get, like, yeah, uh, places you had to surf in, but that was about it. Yeah. Oh, and I just remember this one gave your Pokemon jobs so that you could send them off to get experience while uh, you weren't using them. I don't know if you guys remember that. No, I, yeah, I did a few. I, I did that a little bit, uh, not very much of it, but yeah, I remember those. I, I did a little bit of it just to keep some of keep some of my favorite ones leveled up in case I wanted to use them. Um, and then towards the end of the game, I just kind of forgot about it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I also appreciated that in this one, uh, like everything you needed was in the Pokemon Center. The the rename service, the move remember, the move forgetter, mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't need a thing to remember moves anymore. Nope, don't don't need those heart scales anymore. Oh, thank God. Um, oh, because so many Poke clones, that is like never a thing. That that is something that gets dropped in so many different games. Like you can just pick your moves anytime. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it only took them what twenty years, but they finally figured it out. <laughs> that being able to hot swap moves is a good thing. It's quite convenient. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, the, and that's, that's the thing. It w- it was a lot made of like the big features. But they did small things like that that were very that would that the quality of life stuff that needed to be made if you're going to jump the console like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think they did all of those. You know, they got all that out of the way. So I don't think that was talked about nearly enough because, again, it's, you know, all the big features that really, you know, are in front of us all the time and that we talk about. But it was a, a lot of those quality of life stuff that it did. It did enough of uh, that. I think it was necessary to do before they made the jump to console oh and this is the first one that you can access the box anywhere yes yes i had to remind myself of that when i just looking through my game like i have to get to a box no i don't here it is it's right here i can access it anytime (laughs) which you know i feel like every i feel like every pokemon on a new generation ruined something for me from the last generation and that was this because when i try to go back to the uh 3DS games. It drives me crazy. I can't access the box everywhere now. <laughs> uh, the thing that ruined the DS games was not having the universal experience share. Uh, uh. Weird. I had, a, I, I had an opposite, like an opposite of that when I was go when I was playing um, the uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Because there you can get uh, Mega Latias or Latias to fly you anywhere. But I still kept oh. going into the menu to get a Pokemon to use fly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Couldn't like a. Sorry, was somebody going to say something? Oh, sorry. Nope. Go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, th- that was another controversy is that uh, this one you couldn't turn the experience share off, and people got a little pissy about that. And I don't understand. Why. I mean, uh, options are nice. It, 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 I mean, it, it, it doesn't bother me that much, but it, it would have killed them to put a, you know, you could turn it off on at any time. I, I mean, feel like I... that's what we're going to get more from the new one, to be honest with you. Because I think they were trying to at least not have too many, I, I guess, not game breaking things, but I, I think they just were worried about, you know, the. The mechanics itself and how it all works together and i think this the, this next entry is gonna have a lot more customization i would imagine it does we'll see to, to be able to kind of open-endedly you know play pokemon your because that kind of seems like the what they're billing it you know pokemon your way and you know it's mm-hmm. it's more of you know you don't have to go here in a streamlined place and you can go to the for gyms when you want to and all that stuff so i that's what that's what my hope would be is that something like that would be added to this one uh but i i was completely fine with i i'd never bother to mess with it but i know for i think people that do like nuzlocks or other specific kind of like runs like that 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 was something oh. that i know would have been a problem yeah i, I forgot that nuzlocks were a thing oh, I, oh I, yeah i was trying to think of why i would ever turn off experience share because that's one because i wouldn't i don't play poker i just i'm and i'm playing you know uh, old a few generations back now and it sucks that i have to thankfully i have a fast forward feature but it sucks that, that i have to individually you know level up my pokemon it's like that's a it's such a grind fest and i i think it was needed to take away no games need grinding grinds anymore there needs to be no more grind fests and pokemon was one of like the last ones that i think really uh, needed that but yeah I'm, I'm completely fine with level share okay and with me that this one was also the first one that introduced a multiplayer component in the raid battles where you could get into a fight with four other people against a Gigantamaxed um, 
well, Dynamax or Gigantamax. Dynamax or Gigantamax. That, that you, you know, you have to. You won't find. You won't know until you like enter it. I think which one it is, right. or even if it's yep. a shiny. Yeah, um, po- Pokemon raid dens. Um, they're mm-hmm. either occupied in the wild area, or you have to go make a wish and spawn it, and w- wait around forever for a group. Try to get into the group, see that the group is full already, yep. and then cry. <laughs> yeah, those are not fun. <laughs> or you can try times. to do it with just NPCs, but they were awful. Oh yeah, the, uh, the NPCs oh, you could not with do with NPCs, yeah. that are stupid. <laughs> Um, I mean, I didn't have too much problem doing uh, solo ones for the most part, but yeah. I always did. I couldn't do it. If I if I couldn't find a group, I just like tried to move on to another one or something else. Yeah. But the, yeah, the ones yeah. with one with NPC, I just because it would be it would be too frustrating where I'm near the end and and mm-hmm. one of the NPCs does a stupid move and then we lose right at the end. It's like I I just that happened one too many times where I'm frustrated with this enough. But it wasn't frustrating to stop it because I if I if I could kind of put in a sliced pie chart of where I spent my time, this would probably be about thirty to thirty five percent of it. I don't know why i like the raid so much i think i just like the idea of getting different uh dynamaxed pokemon and being able to raid with people you know in a a way that pokemon has not been able to do before but Mm. i knew it could have been better i knew that that was something that wasn't necessarily good and we just listed one of the reasons why because you would not be able to find a party but I I absolutely loved it just because like again it's something that I've wanted to be in a Pokemon game and we finally got it was it the best no and it needs to be better but for the first attempt of it they finally at least implemented or included something like that in a game yeah. and I was so I was so happy about that I, mean, I think it's just like the wild areas you know it's new it's mm-hmm. different you don't you don't really know what's going to go on I mean you walk through a forest you walk through uh, any old uh, route and you're going to hit the same well, you know four five six yep. pokemon every yep. freaking battle whereas in the wild areas or were these holy crap it's there, it, there's dozens if not 50 that you could encounter at any given time yep so and, yeah and even like weather would change which That's ones right. were there yep. it's yep. It was, it's i i just love that how and, and if you played it that that's the thing i played it for a long time i i put this is probably my longest played game on switch after a while you kind of understand where a lot of those pokemon are and it's like mm-hmm. okay yes they're here they're here but at first though and it takes a while to get there it is it's like this open area of i can run into anything at any moment at any level and i that open ended of it was great and then the raid battles just added that extra feature of being able to get even further into dynamax pokemon and also playing the game with other people um it just it took pokemon again like just steps that it's been slowly taking and finally just took this big leap towards raids and i i loved it not only that the map kind of kept track of your pokedex and said hey there's something uh, going on in the wild area that you might want to check out Mm -hmm. because that was very that was really useful when i was completing my pokedex oh my uh, god that was trying to build my uh trying to build the uh on the living decks yeah uh just so many quality of life features it it was hard to go back to the 3ds ones after this um and and then what i think is the the biggest improvement the fact that instead of a third version we got dlc oh yes Uh, i think in the era of dlc this is it from now on so welcome um yeah people and people had a conniption fit over like oh dlc but 
I like only having to spend $30 and get two additional expansions that are that are almost as big as the well, I want to say almost as big as the main game. Two huge wild new wild areas with yeah. Pokemon. That's that you don't have to replay the games to, to do it. Yeah. Yes. Bingo. Yes. Oh, like that was fun. like like Ultras and Ultra Moon were good games by themselves, but it felt so repetitive after Sun and Moon. I mean, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon felt like they should have been DLC, and that was my biggest complaint about them because they came out a year later, and mm-hmm. the, the the they didn't do a very good job of advertising that it was the same game just with some improvements. Yep, I canceled my pre-order when I found that out, like days before. I think I caught, and I was like, "No, I'm not going to play this." Of course, I played I, it this this year, but <laughs> I famously didn't back then. No my, way. I famously didn't cancel my pre-order and regretted it very much because of it. Um, I I rallied about this quite a bit on RPG Cast when that was going on, and. You know, you know, j- jokes on me. I didn't do enough of my own research. You know, even though I re- read the news every week, but at the same time, they could have done a much better job of advertising that that was. Yeah, like these weren't. This was not black two and white two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the part of the marketing department was not to tell people that because mm-hmm. buy the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. they they did an awesome job on their end. Yeah, Take great the for flag, them. Sell another million uh, copies. Not so much for the consumer. But mm-hmm. correct. I, I digress. I, but yeah. I I'm perfectly fine having the expansions as DLC and the yes. fact the expansions had more Pokemon in them. They had more remixed version of Pokemon. Uh like the legendary trio that was awesome. Uh, you had different Reggie forms. Uh Reggie oh, Lecky well. or was yep. it Reggie Lecky? Reggie yeah, Reggie Lecky and Reggie Drago. Yep. Oh God. Yes, the, and uh, at least it, in the, the the second one, Crown Tundra. Actually, I mean, it's not like the best story or anything, but I was th- th- pretty engaged with it. And for the first time, a, an actual Pokemon with a personality in Calyrex. <laughs> like he, he talks to you, albeit he does it by hijacking another character named Peony. Uh, it's a psych. It's a psychic type, so it takes over his mind mm-hmm. and can. can talk to you that way but you'll Isn't find that what out they do in the anime it. all the time or in the movies well most of the time they are they're just telepathic but i think mm, he's supposedly okay. so calyrex is like so weak that it can't even uh. use telepathy anymore so it has to like <laughs> take over somebody's but apparently it's easier to take over somebody's body and talk through them whatever <laughs> than just can't, can't project this straight into your brain but i can go straight into his brain yeah and uh, <laughs> use his mouth <laughs> Maybe he's a little weak-brained. I mean, yeah, but yeah, you know, in the, the crown I, tund- But yeah, you go to the crown, tu- the crown tundra, which is supposed to be like like similar to Scotland, I think, at least in some respects. Uh, and you find this character guy named Peony. You later find out he's the brother to Chairman Rose, and he's just he's really um how do it's like he, he's how do I put this? He's just like very uh, enthusiastic. He embarrasses his daughter, which is funny. He definitely all there. Gave, he definitely gave me dad joke vibes. Yeah. And he wanted to go on an adventure with her, but since she's just like, yeah, no, Dad, I'm just going to do my own thing. Why don't you go on an adventure with her, pointing to your player, or or him, I guess, with them, and then you join with them to look into many different legends in the area and the main one is the pokemon calyrex which is a legendary pokemon it looks like a weird rabbit with a giant head yeah that giant head was creepy (laughs) (laughs) so i played into crown tundra and i remember i i got it immediately when it came out i didn't i now i'm remembering now i didn't play through the story at all i was in that cavern i forget what the name was where you can yeah. go and like do these runs and get legendaries i did that relentlessly yes i didn't yes. stop doing that and <laughs> i i in turn i didn't 
finish the rest of Crown Tundra. Okay. I literally stayed in that area, that cavern what, the yeah, entire time, and kept doing runs. On what is that called? To... I forget what the name. But you oh, go in this oh. cavern. You you oh, no, go in this like excavation or whatever it's called, and you go and basically like by the end of it, you have this this Gigantamax Pokemon that you can catch it. And, and you go in like, with yes, other was, people, don't you? Yes. Yeah, you go in with other people. Yep. Yeah, my, my brother and I would, would co-op it. It was the, it was an awesome like little game mode to also reward you with like these legendary Pokemon. And it was amazing. Oh, the ma- it's called the Max Layer. That's it. Max Layer. I played that relentlessly. I put so much time in the Crown Tundra and I didn't play I, I barely got past the first. No, no, like, I, I did that after finishing, like all getting all the legendary Pokemon there and finish. That's what I should have done. Story. That's what a normal person <laughs> would have done. But instead, my brain went, we're going to fixate on this one part of Count Crown Tundra and do it all the time and nothing else. And, and it was great addition, though. But man, like I didn't do any of Crown Tundra because of that. For, for me, that's the one downside about it being DLC is that it came out so late that I had kind of moved on to other games and it was very hard for me to pick back up the DLC. Yep. So for the most part, I kind of just played, just got like the main legendaries and got through the story and then put it down and never really went back to it. I, I God, I think I finished up the DLC like a year later after the fact because Chris on RPG Cast was doing the same or finally doing the same thing and I regretted not pick, grabbing the what, three legendary birds that brought back the whole having to chase them down thing from other generations. Um, I, I mean, if, if it would have or if I would have been more interested, I probably would have done the crap out of that max dungeon stuff just because I love collecting legendaries, um, especially since when you're a living Pokedex person and you got to get additional ones like the horse that can be two different types. Um, having quite extra legendaries to trade is kind of a good thing. Yep, I, I at least I did it enough to get all the legendaries, and you could get the um, uh, the Ultra Beast through there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, I do notice because it's similar to uh, I, I think it's like a war. I think it's called the Wormhole Warp, something like that oh, in right. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, where you did something similar. Yeah, except that one had you. a I swear it had a much higher chance of getting shiny Pokemon than the Max Layer. Yeah, I only got I, maybe two that way, and I got even like, if it does have a high chance, I'm not gonna get one. So. But um no, so the 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 Isle of Armor, I I I will say out of the two DLC, I would imagine the crown I didn't play the full story of Crown Tundra, but I know I ended up liking that. The Isle of Armor to me was just fine. Uh and the story with I forget the Pokemon's name, but the little cub that turns into Cub Fyupfu. Like I I think that was okay. It just felt like more of a like here's more of the same. And Crown Tundra finally felt like different. Like that was that felt like a whole like expanded new new like mini game within, you know, Pokemon's Sword and Shields kind of story and all that. Isle of Armor just felt like a small kind of extension of the wild area. And Crown Tundra felt like much more than that. And I felt like I played Isle of Armor a little bit more because I liked the wild area so much that I wanted more of that. And it also had uh, had had a mini game where you had to go find like 150 diglets, and I got determined to do that. <laughs> yes. And the only thing did you, you got find for them was, all? Yeah, I found them all. And the only thing you got for it was another diglet. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, I think it was an Alohan diglet though, so at least it was a different one. Yes, you could. If I did that only to get another diglet, I would swear <laughs> off the Pokemon. Well, I, you you I'm couldn't keep those diglet. I think they belonged to somebody. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would like return to like a certain 
certain yeah person yeah. or area or whatever. But if all I got in return of that was another Diglett, I would have been so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really mad. It's more like I don't know what I was expecting with this. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, I finished it. Oh, sure. All right. Eh. But that that's on me. Plus, I'm I'm one of those people that you give me 150 things to find, I'll go find it no matter what, <laughs> just because I'm weird like that. Um, and then I, I don't know if this is considered part of the sword and shield thing, but about a year later after, the, not even a year later, I want to say about six months later, that's when they released Pokemon Home. That is an upgrade of the bank that could you, you could use on mobile and your Switch. Um, the only sucky thing is that to get the best version of it, you have to pay for it. Yeah, pay a year oh, or yeah. two. I, I, I'm subscribed to that. I, I, sorry, I have... I have um well over a decade of pokemon i don't want to lose yeah i i'm subscribed you can use it, it for too. like 15 or 20 pokemon we're the cheapskates that like you know my son and i use it to i trade wish pokemon i back and forth. That. like i wish i could i i, I just I, I never have gotten into storing my pokemon in that way i don't know no, i have neither have i I have thousands of the things. How many yeah, do I have I, now? Let me see here. <laughs> I had the box back in the day. Um, I did Pokemon Bank back in yeah. the day, which was, what, five bucks a year? Mm-hmm. And then 20 bucks a year for the Pokemon Home. It's like, crap, that's like a month of fast food. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so all Pokemon, I have 1,790 in Pokemon Home. Oh, let's see wow. how many I have. <laughs> I probably have a metric butt ton. <laughs> what does that translate to? In a, uh, we, we don't use metric here in the United States, so translate uh, that for us. 1,624. <laughs> oh, pretty close. Wait, wait. I was going to say, how many do you have? 1,700, right? Yeah, 1,790. Oh, wow. Look yeah, at that. Have... You guys are less than 200 apart. I have yeah. zero. Have I, I have about yeah. seven. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Okay. Um, some of these Small go... baby steps, you know? Yep, so, yep. Some of these go all the way back to uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Yep. Cause, yep. Cause My oldest first... Pokemon is a Blaziken that, for some reason I can't remember anymore, I named after a, a character in XL Saga. I want to say that my Mew is from the original Toys R Us giveaway, where I had to, like, stand in line for an hour <laughs> with seven-year-olds and felt very awkward. <laughs> oh, and, I remember those. And uh, it, they, like, it wasn't like a distribution event, like with the DS, where you could just download it. They had to, like, connect to your um gba you had mm-hmm. to have a burner to trade and they only had so many of them um don't don't ever complain about mystery gifts again kids um you don't know what it was like <laughs> back in the day um j- just the fact that i could actually get a mew was a godsend back back then that was for fire red and leaf green a long time ago mm-hmm. and yeah oh, it, it, pokemon man it, it's been an obsession for me for 22 years 23 years give or take um it, yep. it's an obsession that's never gonna die for me i mean unless the games just get terror bad and <laughs> unless they I, turn into uh smt oh god <laughs> i i forgot so, about that yeah i i don't get obsessed in that way i get it's just an i hate to say an easier it is easy but it's just familiar and i just like when the familiar is you know there's new added on to that but no matter what, and even it's going to happen with Scarlet and Violet, it's going to be way different than any other mainline Pokemon game. And there's still going to be like these familiar aspects that I just love diving back into. Like, yeah, the formula sometimes like I, I get fatigued by it. And if I was playing over and over again or these series back to back, it'd be annoying and I would hate it. But like, it's always one that man, if I don't know what to play, just 
I can pick up any Pokemon game, play it all over again, beat it within like a day and, you know, be able to move on to something else. It's just always a, a really nice game to go back to. And uh, I even did that with Sword and Shield once, too. I, I actually restarted and like did a whole other thing because I wanted to play another Pokemon. And I was just at that point of, you know, I just play something. And I did that. So I, I just it always fits nicely into kind of what I want to play and, and what kind of games I want to play. And it always fits nicely into that, like a very cozy, like mm-hmm. familiar thing to go back to. A hundred percent. Like, you know, I'm about seventeen hundred uh, Pokemon in my home, less than other people on the <laughs> podcast. But, uh, you know, any time a new game comes out, um, except, except these. But we'll talk about that later. Like I'm, I grab it. I'll play it. Put my two, three weeks in. I have that fun. It's familiar. It's great. I don't get too deep into it. I, you probably haven't heard me talk very much about all the uh gym leaders or anything here i've been quiet about that because it, it's i sit back and i kind of almost turn my brain off and just kind of enjoy the flow and yeah i get the oh this guy's an idiot this person's a jerk and whatever along the way but it's all about you know i'll stay in every area a little bit i don't collect every pokemon in every area but you know i got five or six here i'm good to move on and you know i'm feeling like i'm doing pretty powerful cool let's go on and um, it, it's just that familiarity. I will play every game through to completion. I usually don't do the extras. I don't do the DLC. I almost ne- I think it's been 15 years since I filled the Pokédex, but it doesn't mean I enjoy it any less. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, yay, let, let's do this. And even this summer, I got my son. I was like, hey, let's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll play Ultra Sun. You play Ultra Moon. Let's do this at the same time. And we can trade back and forth a little bit along the way and just encourage him to do it and I play through it again so and, and you know that's what I Always love a good time. about that's that's what I love about Pokemon is that you can get out of it what you want mm-hmm. my my favorite aspect of Pokemon is the collecting I love mm-hmm. seeing all the little dudes in my living decks and reading about them and I, that that's my favorite part you just like playing through the story and just fighting the cool bops um, mm-hmm. There are people out there that like doing professional Pokemon raising. I was about and... to say competitive Pokemon yeah. is a big oh, yeah. thing. I've yeah. only ever like uh, I only like kind of courted it, sort of, kind of here and there. I, I almost never go through with like going to tournament or anything. But <laughs> I I I've try doing it, and then I try doing it, and then I get bored. <laughs> yeah, mostly I just use these Pokemon for like whatever the equivalent of the battle tower is. Yeah, yeah, that's how I do a lot of how I do with the um, IVs and EVs and stuff. Oh. I mean, it's so, oh, but it, it is so much easier to do it in these games. You can, oh, yeah. they're, they're, you really, you don't have to worry about breeding as much. If they're, if you want to make your starter the best it can be, you can do that now with items without having to just, oh, you know, yeah. hatch an entirely new one. I did that with my score bunny, score bunny to um, Cinderace. Um, her name is Spensa. And like, she has her hidden ability. IVs are, IVs are maxed. E- EVs maxed, best attacks like, and she and she can and she can dynam and Gigantamax all that from without having to you know this is my starter. It's pretty ma- it's pretty amazing you can do that now. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that, and uh, because I'm the the type of JRPG player that will be one person the entire time and max out one person because that's the one I play. And so I, it's the same thing with the starter. I like using the starter and basically maxing out everything I can. So that was that was. I liked that I was able to do that because I 
I that's the one I get attached to the most. That's the one that's always never going to leave my my party. You know, I'll, I'll swap in and out, you know, different types. And, you know, I I, I even do like oh, I've used this Pokemon long enough. There's a new one I caught that I have never seen before. So let's try it out. But the main one, my starter will always stay uh, in my party. That'll never leave. Well, it's something new. Like, yeah, I try to I, I've got a what is it? I don't think they were in this one. Uh, Abracadabra and Alakazam were not in this. And that's like somebody that's in my party in every game. But, <laughs> you know, other than him, like, it's usually I'm like, okay, who, who's new this time? I'm not collecting everybody anyway. I'm collecting what goes along. And honestly, 90% of Pokemon are just going to fall by the wayside, as you were saying earlier. They're just, uh, you know, they're the fodder to fill out the Pokedex. And, uh, but, you know, every so often it's like, oh, there, there's a new one. Like, I've not seen this type. I haven't had one that kind of looks like this, and why the hell not play with an ice cream cone for a while? <laughs> I mean, I have my favorites like Zangoose and well, pretty much any cat Pokemon. Um, as you all know, I love cats, and I I have to have at least one cat Pokemon in my party at all times. Uh, and in this case, it was Perserker, just because he was he was my buddy the whole way through. Um, and and I have my other favorites. And when I play a new Pokemon, I try to restrict my party to maybe my starter, my cat Pokemon, and then I try to do all new ones, um, just so that I can kind of experience them. No, bit. yeah, that yeah, that's me. I I, I insist on a, a party of new Pokemon every generation. Yep. Like maybe I might like um kind of put it temporarily in older Pokemon, but it's got to be the new ones. For a while, it's even st- like a, a stickler about not not even something that evolves from an earlier Pokemon. But well, as the series goes on, it's a little harder to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I try too. I try. I try and stick with the early ones to like involve uh, evolve all of those. Um, like I, I had a Corviknight. I had a. Th- evil i had all the uh, even obstagoon i was like that is an amazing transformation or an evolving of zigzagoon like love it so yeah i i I try and add new ones but i'm not gonna get rid of yamper like yamper's just i love little (laughs) dog corgi pokemon so yeah it's 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 always hard for me to let go of the early ones because i mean they're very well designed they're there for a reason pretty much oh i forgot about the corgi i i love corgi oh yeah yamper uh, the Bolton's a little more generic looking compared to other dog pokemon uh another Britishism. Yeah. I've, I've seen people joke about the queen uh there being a queen trainer with two corgis <laughs> and oh is my that, god is that the the yamper connection is that why yamper is in uh... yeah <laughs> yeah because the queen famously raised right. corgis so like a million of them yeah and and corgis are a british mostly british dog i i'm pretty sure or they originated from britain um, at least one i i assume the welsh corgis are, are well from wales yeah. i assume uh the, yeah well yeah um the you've got the Ping, pembroke and you've got the cardigan and i think it's the pembroke that doesn't have the tail because at one at one point i really wanted a corgi but it's hard to find breeders here um where i live so then you just catch a yamper and raise it yeah yeah. <laughs> and keep yep. it in Pokemon Home. <laughs> yep. Hey, I mean, if if I could keep my actual cats in Pokeballs, I would probably have a million cats. <laughs> um, store them in a PC. <laughs> and just get out a new cat every day. <laughs> 
but then that makes me think about well what about pokemon dying in pokeballs you know what this is getting too real yeah, I, oh. yeah. I assume they're just suspend in suspended animation but that gets into weird territory see like po- pokemon started doing that a little bit it's doing in pokemon black too of like the morality of putting a pokemon in a pokeball and having him fight I'm like, man, like, I get it. But also, like, yeah, I'm just trying yeah, to play well, the game. Like, I, still early exactly. Right yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I love how this one was just straight up. We are fighting. This is a sporting event fighting Pokemon. It was like, yes. It's like, put, don't tell me the morality of it. Like, I get it. But these are just like, I'm in a fictional world where Pokemon fight. Just let me do that. And this game was like, yeah, we're going to have you do that in a Coliseum. And they're going to be gigantic. Have fun. It's like, cool. That's great. Good for and that, That's fantastic. It's exactly what I want. Just try not to think too hard about uh, that mill tank. That's your steak or Taros <laughs> or Pufalant. <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking too hard, though. I, do we have anything <laughs> yes. else we want to bring up before it... we uh, take a break and do the round so table? Did anyone do the, the picnics? Did anyone do that? Stuff? Oh, yeah. Yes, I love the picnics. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I I was trying to get into it because I was like I would love to interact. No, with, I do those you know, often. Pokemon. I like it when my it Pokemon just, like me, so I always do the uh, affection stuff. Yeah, I, I get I a little it. bit. I I feel like it. That's the one where it's like, man, this this just needs to give me more of an incentive to do this. And I feel like that's yeah, going to happen in the next game, which the, it's like it a, is a slower oh, way to do it compared to um, yep. the, the Poke the, the beans in the seventh generation or even yep. Pokemon and me. I mean, part of why I do it is because it, it does give you an EXP bonus and it helps with your uh, survivability because if they're best friends and they'll survive um, some hits yes. with one hit point. And the, the idea of playing with a Mewtwo with a cat toy is just hilarious. <laughs> um, or like putting or like you Using Eternatus, the giant skeletal alien dragon. I know that's the funny thing. It's like you would have your legendaries in there, and you're playing fetch with this like legendary (laughs) Pokemon with a with a sword and eldritch abomination Pokemon. Yeah, Yeah, like no no take, only throw. Yeah, um, and I also like doing picnics with other people uh, in the game, and I sort of appreciated that there's this one lady that has a camp full of Meowths. Um, regular, several regular Meowths of Galar and Alohan, and like, yep, that's my lady. That's going to be me in the Pokemon world. <laughs> um, also, I liked making the curry, even though I sucked at it. I was terrible at it. The worst. I, I never filled out the curry decks, though. Yeah, and no, I never did. That just seems like a <laughs> oh, it, busy work. Yeah. But it's but the new one has sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Oh, man, I don't slice up the Pokemon and put them in between cheese. Look, I don't want to think about what's in that ham. Yes. Did maybe they have, they have pic- our. Maybe they've perfected lab-grown meat. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Once again, three D printed. <laughs> think think it a little too hard. Um, what else mm, do we some have? Crumb pig. That'd be uh, delicious. Just as a minor note, there is no Elite Four in this game. Instead. For the championship, you have a tournament with with the gym leaders and other notable trainers. So that's a little interesting change of pace. Yeah, because 
one thing I praised about Sun and Moon was not having gems, but then they still had the Elite Four. Mm-hmm. So this one has the gems, but no Elite Four. Although the gems have a like a sort of a like some sort of puzzle or other thing before you actually do take on the gym leader. So that made it somewhat similar to uh, the tri- like the trials in Seventh Generation. Okay, I mean, th- didn't the gems have uh, puzzles before even then? Yeah, I guess, but these th- these were more involved, I, if, if I recall. Okay. I'm not trying to like bring you down or anything. I just I I'm remembering a slide puzzle in particular that I hated. <laughs> I or think that's don't. probably that's probably Diamond and Pearl, I think, if that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, sliding on ice. God, I hate puzzles like that. Uh, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> well, I, I think we're ready to put a bow on this and then go into our round table where we get into our personal thoughts about each thing, our our favorites, what we were doing in our life, that sort of thing. Um Unless we have anything else we remember. Oh, that one thing I just now remembered, and then we can move on. I, I liked how the fossils worked in this game, where instead <laughs> of just reviving one fossils, they were combined with other fossils. Oh, the, they were... the poor things look like they're in agony. <laughs> and uh, it just, that raises so many questions in my mind, because I, I always thought the fossils were like in, you know, Jurassic Park. They cloned them, but this... <laughs> Well, it, it's a. I, w- I, I wish you could create the, like whole versions of the Pokemon. Like, <laughs> oh, I wish you could have too. It was, I thought that they was gonna do that in the expansions. Yeah, but, but they didn't. <laughs> what's funny to me is that apparently that really happened in a lot of paleontology circles back well, in the day. That they they combined different fossils, not that they brought them back to life and created no, you know no, Frankenstein well, monster abominations. <laughs> But, oh, there's our next uh, Jurassic Park trilogy plot right there. <laughs> now we're just putting them together. Ha- having oh, a geez. raptor on top of a T-Rex's body. And it's and it better be able pain. to fly. Yeah, just, when I, just when I thought I was done with Chris Pratt, you guys have to bring him back in. <laughs> no, 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 no. New trilogy, new actors. We no, new. Okay, nice, new. nice, nice. So Chris Pratt again. Okay. Nice. He can come back for the last one where they get the whole gang <laughs> yeah. back together. Yet, yet again, yet again. <laughs> But the the amusing thing about the lady that does that is that she has mismatched socks, and it's a detail well, you don't. That well, her name is Carolus. Yeah, Carolus. <laughs> so it's like not only did they lean into the joke, but they lean into it hard. <laughs> and I gotta give props for that. I, I I love stuff like that. The little details. Okay, I think we're ready for the round table. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack. Now we are getting into the RPG Roundtable. I'm getting into our personal thoughts about the game. Um, our favorite things are uh, what we were doing in our life. And we have a hidden special guest for this one. So <laughs> Matt's kids are Pokemon freaks. And he had asked uh, his kid this questions. Uh, you know, if I would have known, we could have had him on sooner so that he could have joined us. But I know it's bedtime for him. So, yeah, he, honestly, I would not never mind having him on. I'm just like, oh, God, then he'll tell his friends at school and then they'll start finding out all the kids <laughs> at school know that I do these podcasts. Uh, it's not that it, it's that it, bad, but, you know. Then there's some of the episodes that we pick up. and Yeah, like, I wouldn't want them listening to a Sam episode since she gets exactly. a little, uh, Sam crass. gets me riled up, too. No, I and know. I crass. <laughs> we all know we can cut loose when Sam's on. I mean, I try to keep it uh, on-air friendly, but once Sam's on, all the gloves are off. Um, <laughs> 
tease for next next week, by the way. <laughs> so our first question, of course, for any Pokemon game, your starter. I'll start out here. I, I knew everybody picked Score Bunny, right? Um, yep. You'll hear me later. We, My son and I played this a year after launch. So hearing everybody on podcasts, whatever, like, oh, everybody's got the Score Bunny. They got to do that fist bump um, that you see in the trailer and everything. So uh, my son picked uh, Grookey, 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 um, and he told me he was very confident with grass types. That's why he had to go with that one. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like that. That's what your reasoning is. Yeah, he goes. I love grass types. I'm I'm confident with them. I was like, okay, dude. Um, but I did Inteleon because I figured, you know, there's gonna be score bunnies galore out there, and it was raining score bunnies. We all got score bunnies like from trades, random trades, and like within a week. See, I was set on getting score bunny because I, I like bunnies and I like mm-hmm. the fire types. But then I saw Grookey's final evolution, which was Gorilla Boom, which he has a big old drum kit. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I gotta get this boy and level him and name him after Neil Peart of Rush. <laughs> and it, what was ironic was that I think three months later, Neil Peart ended up passing away from cancer. And I was oh. like, oh, no. Oh. Now I feel bad. I hope I didn't accidentally kill him. Obviously. It was your fault. It was your fault. Obviously, I didn't. Yeah, obviously. I thought it was a nice tribute. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, in that case, that is. Yeah, because uh, because I named all of the music themed ones after musicians. Because I named my right. Obstagoon Cooper and my uh, Toxicity Vi after Steve Vi. So, and and then they have the little band sequence at the end, and I thought, <laughs> oh, that is so cute. <laughs> So yeah, that that's who I picked. Yeah, well, I've been going for the fire type for the past eight generations. I intend to pick the fire type in generation yep. nine, so it's Score Bunny. Yep, same thing. I'm gonna pick the fire one in Scarlet and Violet, and I picked the fire one here. And um, Squ- it just turned out that Score Bunny also happened to evolve into a soccer player, which is cool. So. I liked it. Um, I made a if, good choice. If people don't know what I'm going to pick for Scarlet and Violet, I don't think that they've done <laughs> they know very you. well. <laughs> yeah. It's, I wonder which one. Uh, the duck, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Waxley. No, I, I already have the uh, weed cat plush. And gee, she is precious <laughs> and my weed cat will be named Mary Jane. And that name better not be banned. Uh, <laughs> it be so Mary so, J, you know. Yeah, Mary yeah. J. You could probably get away with that. Yeah. J-A-Y-N-E, Jane. We'll, we'll have to see. I mean, Mary Jane is a legitimate name, not just a euphemism for <laughs> marijuana. So, um, And a great I, Tom Petty song. <laughs> so did you guys have a favorite Galar Pokemon or Galar form? Yeah, as I mentioned already, it's Obstagoon. There's there's a lot of great designs this generation. Uh, Corviknight, Urshifu, Calyrex. But my favorite of all, and even Cinderace, but uh, out of all of them, it's still Obstagoon. It's just this crazy, you know, bulky, you know, uh, rock, rocker, uh, badger evolved from the unassuming Linoon. Really cool. What, what amuses me is people kind of instantly went to Gene Simmons from Kiss. But I, I had looked up Shock Rockers, and God, I cannot remember the guy's name for the life of me, but there was one that predated even Alice Cooper that was dressed just like Obstagoon. And I kind of pointed that out, and people were like, you know, you might have a point. And I cannot think of that guy's name now for the life of me. I should have looked at it before the podcast. But yeah, Obstagoon is great. Like I said, Toxtricity is great. You know, this punk rocker guitar lizard, and it's formed before that just looks like it's done with life i can't remember the name of that <laughs> it just looks so done um but uh, obviously the fourth thing 
obviously uh, for me it's Galar Meowth and Berserker. Um, Berserker is my buddy. I, I like that it's got this he these huge claws that slash and you know having a steel type is handy for those very types. Mm-hmm. So that and was that, best name ever. Sorry, best name ever. Yeah, Berserker. <laughs> yep, I love it. I absolutely love it. Fantastic. Yeah. What so I. Guys? Uh, I'm uh, not as shallow as you all. I don't judge Pokemon for their looks. It's all about what they can they do for me in battle. <laughs> um, and I think this time it was Dreadnought that just was like the hero of my team. I kept trying to like do other people. And I'm like, no, it just keeps going back to Dreadnought. Um, who was saying earlier that, you know, it's all about coming out there and just attacking. We're not doing debuffs and buffing up. It's just like, no, full force. Boom, go in. And then when Dreadnought learned um <clears throat> false swipe was one of the ones that he could learn through the tm and that's how you know i'm, I'm sure we all do false swipe on somebody oh yeah and yeah mm-hmm. he became my false swipe guy too and i'm like oh my god i never even need to trade my first person out whether i'm battling people and um gosh what was that crunch he had a dark move that he could use um I think he's the only one that can do it with a jaw lock because I think it was backwards from lockjaw. I was like jaw lock. That was great. Um, and then, yeah, learning false swipe. I'm like, I never need to take this guy out of my first position. But then towards the end, I got the uh, Ludon. Um, it was the steel dragon that's got mm-hmm. <laughs> looks like a bunch of polygons. Um, he was pretty awesome. And yeah, having the steel there and having the dragon attacks uh, just that that was like one of my late between him and Dreadnought, I think I was like just two people for everything. Um, and again, I asked my son about it and he just kind of looks over. He's like, duh, Gigantamax Cinderace. Cause it's like <laughs> alive. And I'm like, well, they're all alive. What are you talking about? Um, and he's like, daddy, just look it up. It's, He's standing on top of this huge fireball, and the huge fireball's got a face on it. And I looked it up, I'm like, oh, dang, I never saw Gigantamax Cinderace. So, yep, he, he, he loved him some Gigantamax Cinderace. So you would think after years of Pikachu lookalikes that I would not <laughs> fall in love with another one. And you would be wrong, because more Peko, more Pico, it's a batshit crazy Pikachu. And how can you not love that? It's electric, it's dark. It's completely useless in battle. I kept it in my party for way too long before I went. I'm losing with you. Go away. <laughs> but I like the thing. It's great. Um, so if you're trying to like get another one that's not a Pikachu clone, Toxel was really cool. Um, yeah. I liked and, and it was just like this nice little um, again. I don't, I don't know crazy, but like, man, this thing could be really threatening because it's a poison electric type, a really small, adorable thing. And then Toxtricity was a great evolution. So those would probably be the two are my favorites. More Peko in its hangry mode. Yes. It's, oh, yeah. The hangry yeah, mode's awesome. Dude, this thing like, was. I've had guinea pigs. They don't really get hangry. <laughs> it was that awesome, like, because that, that trope happens sometimes to it in, like, kids' TV shows. My brother's sister have kids. Like, it's this, like, really adorable thing that also is completely destructive. And I felt like that's what this was. I'm like, I, that's amazing. That, that how how was Pikachu not that in the first place? Like, I'm sure it was destructive, <laughs> but not like this. Like it was, it was, it, this thing was demented, but adorable at the same time. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, what about your favorite area in the game? I think we've uh, uh so, yeah, I'll come to okay. two conclusions here. <laughs> 
Wild Area and Glimwood. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the platy votes. Glimwood Tangle um, is really pretty. It's an enchanted fairy type forest, glowy mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess to, it... sorry to be perfectly honest, I couldn't remember other areas because <laughs> I spent most of spent most of my time in the Wild Area, and Glimwood was just pretty. Come on, what about Route Ten? What about Route Twenty Seven? Come on. No, oh. you know what's funny? Yeah, all the routes are just like blurs to me. I just yeah. remember. I could detail <laughs> I, yeah. you the wild area, though. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can almost yeah, tell you that, what Pokemon are there true still. <laughs> but it, I think it, it's not an area, but an, I like the Coliseums. So that was, again, it's not like an area, but in terms of like battle arenas, that was awesome. But you're just in this like huge giant coliseum that everybody's watching you and it feels like a sports game and uh, i like that so in areas it was a wild area but i love the uh i love the coliseums i thought they were great i feel like that was the best addition to yep. the series was having 100 coliseums mm-hmm. is my uh, favorite thing about it just made everything a hundred times more epic in this mm-hmm. series i like the ball guy that was at the in every single uh, <laughs> ball guy. entrance one. <laughs> Wasn't that his oh, name, too? That's right. Yes, yes. it was called the ball, yeah. Yeah, the ball guy. Yeah, yeah. And he he kept every... me out. Yeah. <laughs> Always He's like funny. a baseball mascot kind of guy. I, I know. It's just, I, I didn't like the face. Something about it just kind of <laughs> me. But... What a weird little character. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I, I don't know out of all the things why that really sticks with me. But, but I, I, mean, I remember every time I'd go in and be like, oh, so what do you got, dude? Because he always had like those different different balls. Yeah, he'd give you stuff. Yep. Uh, and he became popular enough that they made a push out of him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he, he was in all the stadium lobbies. Yeah, friend ball, lure ball, level ball, heavy ball, love ball, moon ball, dream ball. No quick balls, huh? Maybe that's why I didn't like him. <laughs> that day I was going to say, wait, 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 wait. After you won a tournament, where do you get that? You get three of them. Each time a player wins a champion cup from the during post game, he'll give one. Oh, you could get quick balls as a prize from him, like randomly. But that's post game. So uh, we we kind of answered this already. But um, did any of us do the DLC? And what did we like and what we didn't like? Um, so, I think yeah, we all I agreed did. that the Crown Tundra was far better than yeah. the. Yeah, Isle I Armor. think so. Yes, yeah. yes. The Alvarm was a bit underwhelming. Like okay, that's him. That's yeah. It did DLC. That was kind of a nice little addition. But the Crown Tundras really were. They did it really well. Mm-hmm. No, I my my only problem with the deal. Sorry, <laughs> my only problem with the DLC is that um, it came out too late for me. But that's a me problem. I always have that. I mean, crap. We like what two DLCs into uh, that Final Fantasy Souls game, and I haven't touched either of them just because I had moved on. Um, that's a problem. By uh, just always have with dlc but that's uh, i've got that too once I, I i love rolling credits in games and then i'm like oh okay well i finished it like oh there's always something to do there's always a little post game or something and i play around and then in my head i'm like i could be playing a brand new game yep. i've got like 97 <laughs> other games that i sitting in my backlog do i really need to play another 10 hours of this or should i get halfway through one of those other games that i got and yep. yeah i didn't do the dlc for this at all um, but my son did uh, both of them, and I asked him what he loved about both. And it, this was his first real big Pokemon experience. So he went back and got like everybody. He played Count, Crown Tundra, said 
his favorite part about that was just getting all the legendaries from the previous games, just doing those caves over and over and over again. And in the Isle of Armor, he just enjoyed finding all the diglets. And I guess you could trade those in for starters from previous games or mm. earn points for that. No, but, but you, you could get uh, the starters had their Gigantamax forms available. Oh, OK. And that, that was, was it. like it was notable that Charizard had a G- Gigantamax form, but Squirtle and Bulbasaur weren't even available yet <laughs> until the Isle of Armor. <laughs> You could also yep. do do something to get the uh, Alohan starters, but I couldn't tell you for the life of me what I just ended up with a Rowlet. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that, but I yeah, don't remember exactly how. There was a lot of like oh, side and, but uh, Isle of Armor did let you make any Pokemon a uh, gig- it's Gigantamax version, although you would have to collect these rare mushrooms scattered around the island. Rare oh, mushrooms yeah. and rare honey, mm-hmm. and rare honey brought the honey too. Yeah, um, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but it doable. Mm-hmm. I, I did make my starter a Gigantamax version, and I think that's the only one I did. Um, no, I went out of my way to get at least uh, the the, the, Dyna- the Dynamax versions of the ones I just didn't get from like a raid at the time. Mm-hmm. It took a while. <laughs> It'll be faster raids or this method. It turned out collecting mushrooms was faster. Um, a- another thing of note, they did eventually put the DLC on a cart and then charge $90 for it. That's the one I bought. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, well, you couldn't have given a little bit of a discount, guys, but whatever. It's nice to, to have DLC on a cart because, you know, game preservation and all yeah. that. I just wish it would have been a little more affordable. You know what? Was it you guys talking about it on RPG Cast that um, I, I was just listening to a whole thing about game preservation and the stuff on the cart? Um, and then somebody mentioned, like, you know what? That's all a load of crap because how many of these things come out with day one edition patches and in 10 years it just won't have the patches and might be a buggy mess that just doesn't work anymore. Even though you have the cart, even though you have the cartridge, just could be a mess. And I was like, oh, damn, I didn't even think about that. I don't even want to think about that. Let's not go down that. We'll go down. I mean, you do have um, second pressings of discs that might have that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, at least at least for the Pokemon games, this will have had a year's worth of the patches put onto yeah. it. At least I think they do. I mean, I mean, just I I, I, I agree with you. It's something that when I start thinking about it, my eyes cross and I, I yep. <laughs> want to crawl like, into oh, crap. a corner. Could that, and could that be bad? I don't know. It's like, you know what? I, I appreciate games that do have physical releases for that reason, but. That's mm-hmm. just, uh, so we all agreed that DLC in Pokemon is a good thing and not the abomination. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We, we don't need third versions. The DLC is fine. Yep. I, agree. I mean, a sequel maybe once in a while, like an actual oh, I, sequel. Oh, I wouldn't mind a sequel like black and white too, just because that mm-hmm. that did not feel like an expansion. Um, as far as DLC, as long as it's it's uh, priced affordably and has yeah. more stuff, I'm good with it. I just need it to come out sooner for me to be interested, apparently. Um, anyway, so did you guys have any proud I got you po- moments uh, or Pokemon that you worked hard to get or Pokemon that made you want to throw your switch across the room? <laughs> all right, since I threw this question in here, I'll go first and tell mine and then tell my sons. Um, really, all I wanted was that damn uh, Rainbow Galarian Rapidash like so bad um so uh i bought shield initially and then got sword um just a tiny bit later so i was playing sword my son had shield and the galarian rapidash and ponita's on shield so um one day i was like listen i really want this my son hadn't caught one wasn't really interested in going and playing around for it because it's got like a stupid 10 percent chance of appearing in the uh, glimwood tangle 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to go do it. And he's like, sure, daddy, just play, play as me and go do it. So I did. And he didn't have enough Pokeball. Like I finally met one. And then just then realized like he didn't have enough Pokeballs or like he didn't have a good party to do this. Like he hadn't done false swipe on anybody. And I'm like, God, I haven't taught my son anything. Um, so I think, you know, out of that 10% counter rate, it took me about three, maybe four encounters of going back and forth the town to get more Pokeballs and come back and try to set up something better with somebody with false swipe. Cause I went and was like, okay, I'm going to go buy you false swipe. You need to get this. And uh, so going and getting that and then getting it. And uh, my son, and I back then, this was like the first game he really wanted to play on the switch. So I hadn't even in 2019 made accounts for everybody in the family. So he was playing on my account on one switch and I'm playing, uh, the other version on my account on the uh, on my Switch Lite, we couldn't trade with each other because, <laughs> and we couldn't play with e- we couldn't play with each other. We couldn't trade with each other because it was both under my user. And by the time we realized this, we're both 10, 20 hours into the game, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Um, you know, since then, Animal Crossings came out, and that became a huge thing in my family. So everybody had to get their own um, user and everything, and we got the whole family plan now. So this time it will be a lot better. Um, but yeah, we had to do the whole Pokemon Bank thing, where I had to put that in the bank on the one Switch, take it out of the bank on the other Switch, um, and that was later. So I didn't get to do it like right away. It was, ugh. but uh, talking to my son, I asked him this question. I said, what "Was like the most proud thing that you did?" And he's like, remember when I spent like 50 hours trying to get Reggie Drago? He was absolutely obsessed with the Reggies and he went through the whole Crown Tundra and the split decision ruins, I think, are where you had to catch you had to get catch the Reggies and then put them on the rocks or put them in the different things to open up. And you could only pick one, either the Reggie Drago or the Reggie Leaky. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he picked Reggie Leaky. And then just like a couple days later, he's like, man, I really wanted Reggie Draco instead. And I was like, I'm not buying the DLC for mine just to go through and do that. You've got it on your cart, you, you know, whatever. Um, so he finally just decided once we set up the profiles a couple months later with everybody's profile in the family, he's like, I'm going I'm to play under mommy's profile. <clears throat> and he went through, I think about 20 hours of that game thinking that he was just going to go through play it all again, go through the DLC and do it. And uh, just one day, I, I feel like we had so many fake level 100 Pokemon when we played just from all the uh, not wonder trading, but was it the surprise trade, I guess? Mm-hmm. And um, somebody traded him a Reggie Drago for one of the fake level 100 ones that he had. And he I remember him just come running in and he was so excited and wouldn't shut up for like moments wow. Like, I got it. I got it. I got all the Reggies. I got all the Reggies. Because <laughs> can't you get, then you get a uh, Reggie Gigas if you have them all? I don't or what, know. Or was that even in it? I don't know. I don't know. think that was I, in it. Yeah, I, I want so, to say I'm not completely sure. He, he was just completely excited about all that. And then uh, the uh, kind of darn it moments that make you throw stuff. Um, he completely today was like, his face dropped when I asked him this question. And he's like, remember this? He had caught a shiny Machamp. And I guess I hadn't taught him enough about how rare shinies were and he just kind of surprise traded it away because he's like eh, i don't want to play with him a champ no. and he just traded away he got the uh what is it Buneri? he remembers getting uh, that Buneri, yeah Buneri, yep no, and don't, sorry dumb question was is Machamp one of those shinies that the he's color? green i believe yeah it's okay. green. oh yeah no 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 he's a hundred percent um 
he should have told. And I remember him saying he caught one. I'm like, that's really awesome, dude. And I guess I didn't make a big deal about it because like a day later, he's like, yeah, I traded that thing away. It's like, no, no, gosh darn it. I would have played with a shiny Machamp. That would have been fun. Um, yeah. and, and these days, both him and his brother are just obsessed with shinies. When we sit down and do perler beads, which we do all the time, and they love making Pokemon, it, to this day, he will make the Pokemon and he'll make the shiny. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll do both of them. He's like, if we're going to do one, we're going to do both. And he's gone back and, like, pulled out some of the other ones. And he was making Choodle the other day and decided that Choodle kind of looked like he'd been put through the wash a few times and his shiny wasn't good enough. So he was making Choodle, like, more brightly colored. He's like, I'm going to take this, like, dull orange head that he had and, like, make it pop. And so he's kind of making his own shinies. And, yeah, he still remembers to this day, like, oh, that shiny Machamp, I shouldn't have got rid of it. Because that, that was going to be my question. Was it was shiny Machamp one of those ones where the palette is just, like, a hair? off because that ties into my kind of yay yay nay story (laughs) where you know one of the first things i do in the uh, isle of armor is i'm just running around catching stuff and i run into a bouffalant and catch it and kind of notice that i saw the screen flashing because i turned away for some reason and then look and it's like oh I caught a shiny bouffalant. I had no idea that was a shiny because it looks just like the regular one, just slightly darker. And the only, I think the only real tell is you guys pointed out it had pink horns, which I, I didn't notice that. So it was no, like, I mean, yeah, when those things are moving and you're, you're not thinking, and it's a light pink, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it, 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 it's almost off white. <laughs> so I, I was just amused. It's like, I caught a shiny and didn't know it apparently. <laughs> Um, I probably would have traded away too, but I, I saw the Pokemon kind of sparkle when I it, it caught, and like, did I just catch a shiny? I go in, I see the little dot that signifies that yes, it's a shiny. It's like, oh, okay. Well, there goes I'm all my luck for the expansion because you know sh- shinies are still pretty hard to find naturally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I've run into maybe what three in my entire life. Zero. I've run into none. Nothing. Two. Never. Yeah, like I encountered two in the, the max layer, but well, I, I have my story. It's coming a little later, I oh, guess. Okay. I mean, three, pre-ar- three pre-Arceus, because Arceus has a lot okay. of shiny chances. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to just throw that one out. That's the outlier. And I yeah. still haven't seen one. <laughs> that makes it even worse, because, yeah. It's oh, so man. bad. I mean, I just did you play Generation 2? It was a Red Gyarados. <sighs> I can't, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that was, but (laughs) I've never happened into a random one. Mm. Although that's, I guess that's my story. I tried and I tell you for months, I did the breeding for score bunny because I won. And dude, I had a million score bunnies that I had to like just trade away or get rid of. And I tried for months to get a shiny one to no avail. And you know what? I'm even... I'm still mad at it now that I might pick it up again <laughs> and try for another few months. I spent so much of my life trying to get a shiny score bunny and nothing. Now I'm just have boxes full of them. You know, you're playing on an emulator. There are cheat codes to make everything shiny. <laughs> See, it. now I got to start doing that so I can just like, you know, the feeling of what a shiny and encountering one's like. But no, doing it in the traditional way, I tried to get one and I just could not get it your, one day your day will come one day one day i'm gonna get a shiny score bunny that's the one i want i don't want any other one i'm gonna get that one the the worst thing to ever happen is 
when they show an example Pokemon that you can't catch and the RNG is there that it happens to be shiny. Oh, has that happened? Yeah, the, there's a Poochina <laughs> in um, Ruby and Sapphire that shows up uh, <laughs> as an example, and that one has the possibility to be shiny. And no. just kind of sit there and cry. <laughs> oh, the, the one that attacks uh, the professor? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> I had no idea that my, could. I would throw my device against the wall. Professor full Birch, stop. that's his name. Wouldn't even think about it. Throw it against the wall. You're like, yep, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> Pokemon's that's, not for me. Nope. <laughs> that's just not fair. So, so tell us your shiny story, Cassandra. Okay, so yes, uh, I encountered a, a, a shiny early on. It was a shiny Noibat. Hmm. Um, and I was, I was just like, okay, it's really early on. I don't have Fall Swipe yet. Uh, how do I catch this thing? I don't have any quick balls because it's still pretty early in the game. So I tried to attack it with my weakest move I could. I don't remember what I had and I knocked it out. So, oh, yep. and then later this was, I was it the Isle. No, I think this was Crown Tundra, I believe. Maybe it was the Isle of Armor. I, I'm not completely sure. You could find a Gigalith on the overworld. And the one I ran into was a shiny and it is really cool. It's got blue crystals instead of red. I threw a quick ball at it. It broke out and then it self-destructed. Oh. Just, just, I, I practically, I, I, I practically cried. It's like, it's such a cool shiny. And I was just like, yeah, okay, these things is. can know self-destruct. These things can learn self-destruct. Gotta be fair. I anyway, cross my fingers and nope, just blew up. Ah, uh, and chat. My mm -hmm. condolences. I, I know I found a few other shinies, but nowhere near. Like, I have a shiny vanillite of all things that I found just wandering around in Crown Tundra, but. Yeah, no, but no, the two cooler ones gone. And not the first time that like that happened. Back in uh, the remakes of Red and Blue, Fire Red and Leaf Green, I found a shiny Nidorina in the um, Safari Zone. It ran away. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Kel, uh, what were you talking about earlier with the, uh, you know, you did the... You played with your Pokemon enough so they'd hold on with that one hit point. Uh oh. Um, Were you saying that you're playing with the camp thing or whatever? Yeah, oh yeah, god, that basically raising the friendship. So, like I said, I've encountered two shiny Pokemon ever. Um, the second one was almost exactly like my son. It was a shiny Machamp, um, or might have been Machoke, the middle one. But I was playing uh, the remake, the Shining Diamond, whatever Pearl one, just this uh, past year, and I was hoping it would kill my starter Pokemon. I was like, ah, oh, whoever's in the first position. I got in the battle, was like, oh, crap. Okay, cool, kill him. It, it was a tight mismatch. I knew he was going to die. Um, so I just picked a random attack. I'm like, whatever, he's going to go first. He'll kill him. Um, it was somebody psychic. My damn psychic idiot held on with the one hit point. So then he did his attack and beat him. I was like, no, <laughs> you were supposed to die. You were supposed to die. I could have switched you out, but I didn't because I knew you were dead. And damn it, they held on with the one and then attacked and bye-bye, shiny Machoke. Also, uh, don't put false swipe on anything that has rough skin. Oh, yeah. That could also mm -hmm. be a problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there's so many ways to ruin that. Oh yeah, so many ways. Uh, so that, that was that all of our shiny stories or uh, oh crap stories. I don't know if John went. Well, that was yeah. Mine was the uh, the trying for the the oh crap was the <laughs> months of wasting my life and going oh crap I could be doing so many other things instead of literally 
biking back and forth from the breeding place to about 100 yards past it and then back over and over and over again to hatch eggs. So that is my, yes, that is my story. Uh, There's a moment in everyone's life where they're like, am I playing too much Pokemon? I think I might be playing too much. (laughs) Yeah, that that, (laughs) that came across. Yeah. Darn you, Gigalith. So finally, we have uh, what are our what were we doing when we played this game? You know, I, I associate a lot of my memories with video games, and I always like asking this question because it's an interest. It, it's always an interesting milestone in your life, especially a new Pokemon game, since you know they're practically annual releases at this point. So, do you guys remember what you were doing in your life when you played this a couple of years ago? At least in my case, not especially. Uh, I can't exactly remember what happened around that time. I, I do like how when I got near like the end of the story with the uh, battling against Eternamax, Eternatus, I just put the switch into the t- and put played it on the big screen. That was pretty neat. Uh, but I, I do really like the DLC. That's weirdly, I enjoyed the main game, of course, but I just really like the notion that you could just add on extra content without having a third version and playing through it. And again, I just love the notion that Calyrex, a Pokemon for the first time, actually has a personality. It can talk. It kind of sort of goes through a character arc. I, I mean, it's a very minor one, but it, it's still a first for a Pokemon game to have a Pokemon with a personality and it can talk. I usually name my legendary Pokemon, but I just couldn't give a Calyrex name. Calyrex was Calyrex. Yeah, it was interesting having a Pokemon actually be a character for once. Mm-hmm. Outside of like you know the mystery dungeon game or something. <laughs> oh yeah, they're all talking what, to you there. Yeah. Um, what What about you, Matt? Um, you got two stories. So yeah, well, I mean, these actually do blend more into one, and it's you know we're, we're here a couple days before Veterans Day this year, and that's actually what finally got me to um, play it two years ago in 2020. Um, cause I want to say the DLC came around it, like this time of year is always when a uh, new Pokemon comes out or, and it's when the DLC, I think it was a little bit after the DLC came out, but it's when the cart came out with both of them on there was in November. So, um, my school, I teach at a private school and we don't take veterans day off. We have a huge, we do a huge, like two hour thing at school about veterans day, but we don't take it off. Um, but my son was in public school at the time. Uh, my older son was my younger son went to school with my wife and my older son. I'm like, well, I'll be the one to take off and stay home with him. So I was like, this is perfect. Like we just got Pokemon. I haven't given it to him yet. Like this will be the day. So like seven that morning, wife and younger son go to school and I, I get my older son up. I'm like, Hey, you want to play uh Pokemon shield? So we put it on the TV. I sat there for like an hour and a half with him. Um, he had gotten really dissatisfied with a uh, Pokemon, playing Ultra Sun that summer. Um, he had kind of hit a wall, didn't know about grinding yet. And he had played for about a dozen hours and then lost two hours of progress because he bumped the power button uh-huh. on the... Uh, so, yeah, he, he was like, nope, I don't want to do it. Even though we've been playing the card game like for the past 11 months, two, two matches a day going crazy with this. We must have had like... 2030 pre-built decks and like 2020 was the year of mainly because we were locked down we we're just playing a, a lot of pokemon card game and he was like no no, no i want to do it i want to get up the rylaboom i want to do all that stuff um and i was like no i'm gonna sit for the first two hours with you when you hit a little bit wall i'm gonna show you that you need to grind i'm gonna you know save every so often all this stuff and i think by like 9 a.m i'm like oh crap i want to be playing this too so <laughs> i had bought i'd gone in uh I think for $80, because we bought it at Walmart, 
with their little $10 discount a lot of times for physical versions. We'd bought the cart with the DLC on it. And I was like, I don't need to do the DLC. I, you know, I'll leave that for him. But I got on my phone and on Veterans Day that morning by, I think, 930, I had ordered uh, Pokemon Sword for me. And we just played through it together for like a, most of the day. And then, you know, we were back and forth for a while. Found out that we couldn't trade with each other. So I had to do the home thing and uh, every now and then do something like that. And it really sucked that we couldn't do things together. But um, this next game, we'll be able to. Um, woohoo. Yeah. Woohoo. So, yeah, that, I think it was the only time I've ever done like Amazon same day delivery. <laughs> But since it was, yeah, 9.30 in the morning and it was a $50, $60 game, like, they were happy to bring it to my house by, like, 3 p.m. Um, but, by the way, another enhancement for this game, autosave. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank God. And you, you can turn it off if you're, like, shiny hunting, obviously. But I like autosave because I don't know about you, but I forget to save every so often. And when I lose hours of progress, I cry. Uh, yeah. Um, it's to the point where I like autosave so much that I forget that older games don't have it. Mm. And that can be a little frustrating. Um, what about you, John? So, now that we've been talking about it, I just remembered. I was actually in Florida when this game came out. And uh, <gasps> I, was visiting, I was visiting my grandmother. Um, and I, for the, the first time in a while, but I hadn't been to Florida to see her. And it was actually the last time that I went to Florida to see her because she ended up moving back up here. So this house that she stayed in for years and that I used to go to as a kid, that was the last time I was there. And the last thing I did was probably the first thing I did when I stepped in there and that was playing Pokemon. So uh, pretty cool to think. I, I never thought about that. But also I worked at um, I worked at a fantasy sports radio station at the time. And the two hosts that I work with every single morning, um, I was I would not stop talking about Pokemon. And they started calling me Detective Pikachu on the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> producer, yeah. producer Detective Pikachu. So that's because of Pokemon Sword and Shield. I became known as Detective Pikachu to a lot to a lot of people. I, I <laughs> some reason, so. Given that that's that was, Ryan uh, yeah. That's not a bad. Hey, game. it's not bad, right? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I, I remember most from it is playing it a lot. Talking about it at work and all of a sudden having the nickname Detective Pikachu at work. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um, I don't have any spe specific memories other than playing a crap ton of it. I, I think like until the, at least that first DLC came out. Um, but my my main memory is, you know, I was trying to complete the Pokedex and before Pokemon Home came out, the pretty much the only thing that they had was just like a base trade, which was really frustrating because, you know, Nintendo being Nintendo, there's no way to communicate with other players. So if you're trying to trade with a rando, you're like sitting there playing charades mm -hmm. with them trying to figure out like, uh, you know, I I've sat there g sitting there with like that ice penguin and I'm trying to get them to understand that I want the equivalent of the ice penguin. Um, in their game, um, and I, I found that to be very frustrating, and I don't and I don't understand why they, they didn't just make the GTS baseline, other than to have it uh, be another feature box for the twenty dollar a year Pokemon Home. <laughs> yeah, basically. But the best charades moment for me was showing the person Sword Doggo and them understanding that I wanted to trade for Shield Doggo and then trade back to finish my 
Pokedex. I can't remember their real names. I just yeah, Zacy or maybe Zacyan because it's supposed to be Zashian and Zamazenta. Zamazenta, yeah, Zashian and Zamazenta. I I renamed both of mine Sword Doggo and Shield Doggo. (laughs) (laughs) My kids had some song that they sang ad nauseum about those two. Your your kids sang about those two? Yeah, I don't know if they got it from the anime or from some YouTube channel or whatever, but they would just sing Zashian and Zamazenta, Zashian and Zamazenta, and they would just sing it for, you know, 20 minutes at a time, just repeating it over and over. Those names are burned into my brain. There was a Twitter account that I had followed for a while, but then it got obnoxious was uh, them holding or the sword doggo holding things and just holding random things like a frying pan, uh, (laughs) the master sword. And and it was cute for a while, but it's like, okay, these they're posting way too much for this to be clever anymore. (laughs) Um, Oh, oh, and also uh, early in the game before they patched it out, you could um, abuse the crap out of the wild Pokemon dens by uh, going to one seeing what was going to be there by the silhouette and then uh backing out doing this offline and backing out of the game before it had a chance to lock in so that you could just sit there and re-roll those dins repeatedly to get what you wanted and i did that quite a bit uh, when did they patch that out i that i don't know to be perfectly honest i don't even know if they patched it out but it's nintendo so i would Probably guess that they have. That, that does sound familiar from when I played. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did. Uh, but you could abuse the crap out of that. And that's partly what helped me finish the Pokedex before Pokemon Home came yeah. out. And yeah, they're, they're delaying the release of Pokemon Home compatibility for... Uh, Scarlet and Violet too. So I get yeah. why they do it, so that you can't access your entire Pokedex right mm-hmm. off the bat. But it, you know, I finished the game. It would be nice to be able to at least access it after I finish the game. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. So yeah, I, I believe that is a show. Uh, it is probably going to be a lo- longer show because we love Pokemon here on our P- RPG backtrack. Um, I, yep. I could talk hours about Pokemon. I'm sure you guys could too. Oh yeah. Okay. We also we also stack the deck with guests that love Pokemon too. Of course. <laughs> I mean, my my rule is that you, you're allowed to be on the show if you've played enough, enough of a game to be able to talk about it. So it's possible we could have haters, but the haters never seem to want to sign up, probably because they're out. <laughs> so I, I don't think there's a, I mean, there's people that are interested in Pokemon, but I don't think there are people on staff that necessarily hate it. I was going to say not. You know, like Wheels and David on our last episode that each had one game that they hated um, and one that they loved. No, we don't. I don't think we have any haters on the game. We're like, we got people who love Pokemon and then we got people we that play them. we don't play it. So <laughs> they're not here. There's there's no hatred because it's just not part of the world. Yeah. So um, we're, we're actually doubling up this month because next week we're doing a show and then we're going to have um, Thanksgiving off. And then I think we have a show after that. The, the schedule is going to be weird because of the holidays. But our next show is something that I've been dying to talk about. I, I talked about it a little bit on, on uh, RPG cast. We're going to be doing Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yay! <laughs> Pause for excitement. <laughs> I, I, I only got a, about 15 hours into it, but it, it's fun. That's a good game. And we'll have people on here who enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I think we got no haters again. Um, We got we got Sam. We've got Josh. We've, uh, Tam took night off so that he could talk about it. I'm a converted lover of it. Uh, okay, I, is David scheduled to be on there? You know, I don't know. Um, do, 
Oh, yeah, he is. Yep. Oh, we don't have I, Sam. I'm no sure Sam. Sam. Sorry, but yeah, I was going to say, David, I heard, oh, my goodness, when that game came out, like pretty much half of every Q&A quest was just him going crazy. One night it was just him reading through the bestiary, all the puns of the uh, oh, the mod. <laughs> it reminded me of the, uh, what was it the time on uh, Backtrack when Mike Minky just went through all the items in Mary Skelter. <laughs> But that was a hateful read. David was just like, you got to hear all these monster names. They're amazing. Uh, yeah, no, the, the everything in that game is brilliant. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure Sam might show up because she's a Yakuza stand just like the rest of us. I'm, I'm going to see. I'm going to encourage her to show up. If she, if she doesn't want to, I can understand because it's going to be a pretty packed show. But yeah, we're, um, I'm a converted Yakuza fan. I'm going to be playing Yakuza 8 when it, oh, I guess it's going to be like a dragon eight when it comes out i i got schooled on the naming conventions uh this go around but yeah yeah yakuza is always fun to play um always fun to talk about so that's going to be next week and then we're going to take thanksgiving week off um so don't don't freak out if they there's going to be a break but uh, yeah i uh, i i appreciate you guys coming on and chatting some pokemon thank you cassandra uh th- thank, thank you, you for Sean. having me uh, yeah thanks uh thanks for having me on no no problem you're always welcome both of you are always welcome anytime and of course and of course matt who i could not do the show without uh, hey, hey hey another another tropical systems right over my house but you know i'm here hi nancy maybe we give you good luck we hope yeah this is gonna be (laughs) another non-event luckily where i am located in florida we are uh, dead center so it helps i i get so i'm just remembering some of our cursed backtracks back in the day and (laughs) like oh god i hope the curse doesn't affect (laughs) you seem to be good we've been doing this for two years so far which god yeah seem like it's been that long yeah what do we start like right around december yeah 2020 uh, yep so we're we're pulling up on our two-year anniversary we started with trails the third trails the third yep so coming up on the two-year anniversary we're going to be doing a scheduling uh scheduling not too long from now and it's going to be a great old time but yeah yakuza like a dragon next next week and thanking everybody once again for listening, for commenting, for just being awesome. And we will catch you later. Um, have a good rest of your week. 